Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Well, if Josh Revel ain't gonna make a follow-up video about Juju Noda, I will. Why am I dedicating a video to a driver who isn't even in the FIA Formula 3 series? Well... It's down to a certain video a certain YouTube F1 content creator made about the subject a few years ago. It got me hooked. Her being able to drive those kind of cars? At the age of 11, I couldn't even ride a bike. Still can't, actually. Because every time I try and do it, I almost break my leg. I haven't got the balance. I have been longing to make this video, but I know that some of you will be very sceptical about Juju Noda. All of the things that she has done up until this point have come to a head. With this bit of news from a couple of days ago, she has secured a place in the annual Super Formula Young Rookie Test, which at the moment, according to Liam Lawson, are the best examples in trying to understand how Formula One cars work, and is one of the key components of Lawson's success when he subbed in for Daniel Ricciardo. Some of you are thinking, oh, you're just blowing smoke, you're a fanboy. Well, yes, I am. That's why I'm making this video, to contain my lofty thoughts as the F1 YouTube ladder man. But don't worry, I'm not delusional. She's not going to be getting into Formula 1 anytime soon, because not even seasoned Formula 2 champions can get into F1 at the moment. You can watch all about that in my video I made a few days ago, concerning the two-way problem that F1 and F2 have, and why F2 really needs to sort out its identity and be its own thing. What I could tell when I was researching that video is that more and more people are getting interested in other categories of motorsport, because there are better chances and opportunities for young drivers that doesn't just have to be Formula One. And at the age of 17, Juju Noda has a chance to have a bite at the Super Formula Cherry. She's testing out for a seat with TGM Racing, which used to be known as Team Gore Racing, and once collaborated with the likes of Red Bull and Team Mugen, before then Team Mugen went off to do their own thing and help out with Liam Lawson, and they sort of now become independent. But they have still got some decent credibility. In fact, they were in collaboration with an IndyCar team, which was piloted by Alex Pillow in 2020. And even though their season wasn't particularly great, they did secure a podium, so that is something. But I think right now Alex Pillow needs to secure more than just podiums. He needs to secure some major funding to make up for that contract snafu with McLaren. Let me know in the comments if you want a video about that story. So why do I care about Juju Noda? Well, the story of a young female driver driving outsized machinery at a young age, years before even Max Verstappen got to try an F3 car for the first time, made me sit up and take notice. Also, Japanese drivers don't get a lot of media attention outside their native Japan, unless you're the likes of Takuma Sato, who drives like an absolute madman, but also is really, really skilled, like we saw in BAR and in IndyCar. Or you could be the fan favorite Kamui Kobayashi, who seems to be really good at just about anything. And uh, Yuji Ide, for uh, reasons. 
yes, Japanese drivers in Formula One do have a bit of checkered history, but you know, they are characterful. And then, of course, there's the current favourite, Yuki Tsunoda, who has been able to stand the test of time with Red Bull and survive more than three seasons with them, which is a very big deal considering Helmut Marko is around. And now, considering how he's been able to hold his own this year with Daniel Ricciardo, he's got a decent shout at driving for Red Bull and potentially becoming one of the most successful, if not the most successful, Japanese Formula One driver ever. Now that is a really good yardstick for any young Japanese talent to have. I like backing the underdog. I like backing a dark horse, taking a punt on something. And that's something I see in Juju Noda, who has decided to snub the likes of F1 Academy, not go down that path, and instead go through a really, really diverse set of categories across the entirety of Europe over the last couple of years. So what has she been up to since Josh's video? Well, let me tell you. Since 2020, she headed toward Europe for the Danish F4 Championship and won the first race of that season, getting a couple of podiums for her trouble along the way in a truncated season due to the Roni Rona, and she secured sixth place in the championship. She might have been closer to fifth or fourth, but a tyre issue in race two saw her team being disqualified. She was also meant to take part in the USF4 Championship in 2021, but various reasons saw that campaign being drastically cut short before the first qualifying session. There are many reasons as to why this came about, but it's never really been made clear as to what the exact reason was. So yeah, it was just unfortunate, but it meant that she did go to the Danish F4 Championship again, finishing that campaign in seventh place, and unfortunately not being able to make a dent against the likes of Emerson Fittipaldi Jr., Emerson's boy, and of course the really talented guy Mads Ho, or Hoe, I don't know how to pronounce it, I think it's Ho, or Ho, but either way, he was driving a Formula 5 car, yes, a Formula 5 does exist, and he was just blitzing everybody, and he's gone on to be Quite a notable talent for the Danish world of motorsport. The next Kevin Magnussen, maybe? Possibly. But let me remind you folks that Juju Noda is driving for a one-car family-run operation here, so it is still decent running. And, you know, she's still only, like, 14 at this point. And most of the other drivers are at least two or three years older. And in the world of motorsport, that age gap can make a big difference. Then, as you may know, she entered the W Series and impressed during the tests, and even missed some of them, and she got into the lineup anyway and then partnering the now McLaren development driver Bianca Bustamante, and she's gone on to really charm the social media world, and be another one of Zach Brown's hirings. Both she and Noda were in the Academy team of W Series, which was one of the very few good ideas that series implemented. Now you see, Formula One, this is what you really should be doing with your rookies. Two seasons guaranteed for you to learn the craft of that particular motorsport, with no pressures of being axed, unless you do really badly, and everything's paid for, that's all been sorted, and you can just learn. Learn from experienced hands, learn from your teammate, and just get to understand what European and international racing is all about, with a little bit of media coverage thrown in, a little bit of media training. Not too bad. You don't have to impress right out of the gate, and instead you can just focus on yourself which is a really good thing to have, and something that Formula 1 has really lost its way about. Like we've seen with Logan Sargent, people keen to just get rid of him, even though he really was rushed into the sport. You might be thinking that Bianca Bustamante completely wiped the floor with Juju Noda. Well, no, actually. It was pretty much even Stevens, Juju slightly edging Bianca Bustamante on count back because Juju's second best position was a 12th and then Bianca's second best was a 14th. They both got a ninth place and they both scored two points. So hey, both of them scored. 
And Bianca has been able to get somewhere in the midfield in F1 Academy. She finished seventh in the championship, I believe, and got a couple of wins. So, okay, well, why hasn't Juju Noda gone down the F1 Academy then? Why haven't we seen her in that category? Considering that it's not all that expensive to take part because they have actually reduced the 2024 entry fee to about 100,000 euro to make it even more accessible. Well, I think it's down to the machinery and... I think the Noda family going down a different path to try and find more experience in motorsport, which is why Juju has had a very busy 18 months. Of course, getting a young female driver, which has stirred up a lot of interest on social media, is going to get eyes on you. And that is exactly what happened with the very, very obscure Xenox F2000 Italian Formula Trophy, the championship which she won with seven victories. Well, six first places. There was a second, but I believe the person that won that race wasn't classified in the main championship. They were kind of just running on their own. So technically, Juju won that one too. And I remember watching the live stream for that and the numbers that those views would pull when Juju was featured were crazy. I had no idea the series even existed before I found out she was taking part, which I reckon caught a lot of attention across many different categories, which probably saw Euroformula take a look at those numbers. And when Noda Racing entered that series, as well as Xenox and the Austrian Drexler F3 Cup, the organisers of Euroformula probably went, ooh, we want to slice all that social media pie. And we got that infamous regulation change, which saw female drivers getting a weight advantage over male drivers. And Juju did win events at Paul Ricard, but then promptly withdrew from the Red Bull ring. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. (laughs) Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Eufy X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8000 PA suction removes debris and Mopmaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Event onwards. I think this was just a complete error on the organizer's part, and there was probably a lot of demand to rejig the regulations back to what they were supposed to be. I did try to reach out to the series and ask why they had made this regulation change via email, but I never heard back. In any case, her father Hideki Noda, who was a Formula 1 driver back in 1994, and his career was snuffed out due to the folding of the Simtech team, he was meant to drive for them in that season, cited the reasons were multiple, which included a lack of communication with the Euroformula organisers, sponsorship concerns, and the fact that this was starting to impact on the Xenox campaign, which she was in contention of winning, and she did. She not only won the Xenox championship, but she came within really, really close margins to winning the Drexler Cup too her scoring some several wins in that. I know, none of these series are leaping out at me and going, ooh, those are really prestigious. No, but in the end, it's meaningful experience in competitive racing, which is something that Josh's original video cited as a major concern for the future potential of Juju Noda. She needed to get more experience in competitions outside of Japan in proper European settings which she now has. And it's not exactly like we've seen her spinning off the track or being miles behind anyone else. She's within the mix in all of them. Okay, if Juju were 22 or 23 right now, I would be worried and thinking, 
yeah, there's really not much scope for her getting into Formula One, or even Formula Two for that matter, but we have to remember, she's only 17 here. Then there was the Boss GP sampling she had recently, where she got to run old Formula Renault 3.5 V8 cars for the first time. And in both rounds that she competed in, she secured podium finishes. A Formula Renault 3.5, the World Series cars, those are really, really big ones. They are really, really fast. And she got podiums at the first time of asking. Yes, I know, of course, the Boss GP Championship isn't exactly something to write home about, but it gave her the platform to try these cars out and she got some success with it, which I thought at the time was just like, oh, okay, this is just another little bit of experience. It might lead to something next year. Well, I didn't see what was to come here. This was probably a little bit of a test bed to see whether she could maybe hack the idea of going ultimately to Super Formula. I reckon she passed the test and they've decided to proceed with this option for her future. As we've seen with many other young drivers, every single time an opportunity comes to try out in a series like the Toyota Racing Series Down Under, and maybe even the likes of Winter Series across in Asia, you take those opportunities by the horns and make the most of it. Make hay while the sun shines, because not every driver gets these opportunities, and Juju has been like plucking them all out of the ether and just going, I'll take that, I'll take that, I'll take this, I'll take that. All these different cars, it's great. Now let's get back to that rookie test, shall we? This is the first time that she is going to be racing for a team that isn't Noda Racing, and that is a big deal. She'll be gaining some more experience with a team that is operated by another party. She isn't guaranteed this seat, may I remind you. She is having to battle against another two drivers for the two seats. The other two being the likes of Rasmus Lind, who comes from American Motorsport and is a Swedish-based driver. And then, of course, somebody you might recognize from F2 seasons of old, Nobuharu Matsushita. You know, he's getting on a little bit, but he's been driving in Super Formula for a while now, as well as a little bit of Super GT. So he is a very experienced hand there, but neither have Lind or Matsushita been obvious candidates for going, yes, we need you in that car. So there is a little bit of vagueness in there. I reckon that Matsushita might get in and Noda partnering alongside because, you know, it's a Japanese series and all, and he does have experience. And maybe Matsushita's learnings could be very vital for Noda, especially since they both speak the same language. This is merely a test. This is not a guaranteed seat. But the fact that she's even getting a chance at the age of 17, that is a very big deal and something to be impressed about, that she's managed to convince people that her time in that Boss GP campaign was enough to at least give her a try for that young rookie test next week. I'll be watching that as closely as I possibly can and hoping for the best. And considering how much interest that Super Formula has been getting at the moment, this has turned out to be an ultimate masterstroke because W Series was decent. It's just a shame that funding ultimately scuppered it. It had a lot of potential to grow from where it was in 2022 as being a proper F1 support series. But Super Formula now? It's looking really, really good, considering that F2 has got a little bit stagnant, IndyCar's gaining more interest, while Endurance is gaining more interest, and thanks to Red Bull's interest and continued interest, Super Formula is now no longer being seen as the graveyard of all European drivers. These cars, they are genuinely good, and we are now seeing that going on again with Ayumu Uwasa from F2 going there, and then Ritomo Miyata, the 2023 Super Formula champion, going to F2. I'll be really interested to see how he does there. Very intriguing, and how well Iwasa does there because this is all good learning for Formula One, and could be really good for Noda as well, also gaining a little bit of media attention in her native Japan for the first time. She has spent the last few years in Europe honing a craft where it's really good to learn about motorsport, because Europe is the heart of it, and then coming back to Japan. Really good idea. And it's also a really good place to gain some FIA super license points, because if you win the championship there, you get 25, which is not bad at all. And so far, Juju has won. 
And she got that from Euroformula. So, hey, she finished eighth there at the very least. So she did get some accreditation. But, hey, only 39 to go. Now that I see the end goal of this plan, I think it was the best for Juju to go this way instead of into the Formula One Academy. In her time in Europe, Juju has been sampling the likes of not only F4 cars, but also F3 cars, which are way more powerful than what the Formula 4 cars are in the F1 Academy. Yes, the F1 Academy is a really good idea, and I think it's fantastic it's getting proper support status instead of those really stupid highlights that come out weeks later on the F1 YouTube channel that not everybody watches. There is some backing from the main teams, and there are legit junior Formula teams running the operation. That's great. But the cars are not powerful enough to be justifiable. This is not really compelling machinery because the champion of F1 Academy has now gone to Formula Regional and then might have to go to F3 eventually. There is still some room to go here. And F1 Academy, it's a start. I'll be really excited to see what happens there, especially seeing the likes of Bustamante and what she can do driving for McLaren. Because as you know, I'm a McLaren fan, so Bustamante, you know, I'm, I'm back in that one. So instead of doing that and going back to machinery she's already got plenty of experience in and has sort of outgrown in a way, Juju sort of ignored that. And hey, if she doesn't get the gig for Super Formula, there's always Super Formula Lights, the step down from Super Formula, she can learn a craft there and then try again in the top tier. And also, they use the same chassis that Euro Formula uses, so there is some kind of relevancy there. Do I see her doing one season in Super Formula and then going somewhere else if she does well? Well, I don't really see that happening because you see it quite commonly in Super Formula that many drivers spend years there. I reckon this might be the place where Juju decides to just develop roots, learn her craft for a good long time as Super Formula is gaining more international interest and good reputation and really try and stake her claim, gain some super license points if possible, and then maybe try her luck in the likes of Formula 2 or Formula 3 in probably a few years time perhaps if there's the right backing because it all comes down to money Hideki Noda and various sponsors because Juju does have quite a few of those they need to get the funding to try in Formula 3 and even then that'll probably be a do or die maneuver I was a bit sad that Noda didn't get into the F1 Academy for 2024 but now I see where the plan was going this is probably the better option. Okay, call me a Juju Noda fanboy but dang it a certain New Zealand F1 content creator made me do it so uh good luck Juju! Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. 